Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of random, funny content picked from around the web, like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. The podcast is taken right from our Uncle Reddit YouTube channel and placed here for those of you who prefer to listen to the stories without having the need for text on the screen. I upload several times each week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the fat guy with the beard telling stories. Welcome back to the channel, guys. Tonight we have Quarter. Quarter is the youngest of the crowd and uh, pretty much just doesn't give two craps about anything, which makes her perfect for this. Technical issue escalating. I work remotely as a senior help desk tech for a huge medical company that's worldwide. I'm more or less tier 3 support. I'm the guy they call when the on-site systems analyst can't figure it out. Today I received a ticket in my queue that was escalated twice. It stated that the user cannot launch an application with error message attached. I decided to take a look since I was just waiting for some Synology backups to finish anyway. The ticket comes with a message from the end user that reads, I cannot connect to application that requires Internet Explorer. When I'm accessing it with Internet Explorer, I'm getting the message below. Hey, at least the end user knows that this particular application does, in fact, require Internet Explorer to function. The note from T1 Help Desk says, not sure what's going on, escalating. And the note from Tier 2 says, technical issue, escalating. This is normal when you have an application level issue that isn't fixed by a simple reinstall or something, but that message below read as follows. In order to access this application, you must install the J2SE plugin version 1.6.0 underscore 27. To install this plugin, click here to download the OAJ2SE.exe executable. Once the download is complete, double-click that executable file to install the plugin. You will be prompted to restart your browser when the installation is complete. I copied this text word for word and sent it back to Tier 2 with the URL included. About 30 minutes later, I get a message. That worked. Thanks. <coughs> yeah, if only there was some indication of what to do in this particular situation, right? I found out a little bit after this that the end user has an A-plus certification. So wait, this guy had an A-plus cert and didn't have any idea... What to do in this case? I'm confused. Customer complain about network speed. I work for an MSP and just a few days ago, the Big Shot Director, BSD, of one of the companies we look after calls in with a complaint about the speed of the network in the office. So after a short conversation, I discovered BSD is undertaking the most messed up method of working I've ever come across in my few years in tech support. A bit of background. BSD has a PC in the office. Due to COVID guidance slash rules, BSD has been working from home for the best part of two years. As they've been working from home, BSD usually connects to their company using a VPN, then using RDP to connect to their PC at work and works off that. So these days, BSD comes into the office a bit more, every couple days perhaps. As BSD's been out of the office for quite a while, staff within the office have requisitioned BSD's monitor for other uses, so BSD literally just has a tower PC. This is where we come to the messed upness. One, when coming into the office, BSD connects to our, we're in the same building as BSD's company, guest Wi-Fi network with their MacBook. Two, they then connect via a VPN to their own office network. This is the office BSD is sat in, which not only has a guest Wi-Fi network, but their own dedicated company Wi-Fi. Three, now they're connected to the VPN via our network. They RDP to their tower PC, which sits underneath the desk. BSD has their MacBook sat on. 
We only find out about this BS because BSD complains that while working in the office, the connection is really bad. Well, no kidding. Man, what a convoluted way to get online. That's incredible. And why would you use the building's guest Wi-Fi instead of your own company's guest Wi-Fi? I don't understand. People will overcomplicate and screw up anything and everything you give them. It's so screwy and convoluted that it almost seems intentional. What do you think? Farah, Alex, Ivan, Laura, fail. Just another password reset nightmare. Greetings, fellow tech support gremlins. So this happened today, not to me, but my coworker. It was your run-of-the-mill lost Mac user password issue that got called in by the average Joe user. Our tech support is phone calls only. No chats, no emails, and definitely no one coming in to help you in person. This is relevant because anyone who has given customer service through the phone knows, first off, you can't see what the person calling is doing. Secondly, it can be difficult to tell through the phone if a customer said a letter S or F, T or P, etc. To combat this, when something needs to be spelled out exactly, we use designations instead of letters to spell out, say, serials, order numbers, command line commands, and so on. So instead of W, you say whiskey, or any word starting with W's, so you and the customer knows which letter they need to spell. This is especially necessary if you're supporting a customer with poor language skills in the language the support is in. So example at eg.com on the phone would be said out loud as, Evan, Xavier, Adam, Matt, Perry, Laura, Evan at evangabriel.com. Now that we know all this, an elder gentleman calls in and explains that they have forgotten their Mac user password. When the usual routes to reset it fail, with Mac OS you can help guide the customer into recovery mode and open up the terminal. If you input the command reset password into terminal and press enter, you'll be able to reset your Mac user password from there. So my colleague had verbally, without seeing what's happening, guided this old man into recovery mode, gotten terminal open and guided customer to write reset password, all one word, into terminal. English was not this customer's language. No biggie. My buddy spelled out the letters for the customer, as you do on the phone. It was as follows. Roger, Evan, Sam, Evan, Tim, Perry, Adam, Sam, Sam, William, with a double U, Odie, Roger, David. So reset password with all lowercase letters and type together. With a W because W is not a common letter in our language. The typing took the customer exceptionally long. He's old. It happens. Finally, he was done and hit enter. The reset didn't work. Nothing happened. My colleague was scratching his head. He asked what and how did he type the command into terminal from the customer. After some back and forth and struggle, it finally clicked. The old man had written literally... Roger, Evan, Sam, Evan, Tim, Perry, Adam, Sam, Sam, William, with a double U, Odie, Roger, David. All spelled out and run together, instead of just the first letter of each word. My buddy needed a longer smoke break after that one. I can understand that customer's confusion, uh, especially if they're older. Basically, <laughs> if you're going to start doing that, first of all, we should all be using a fairly standard alphanumeric alphabet. Uh, one that's recognized pretty much the world over. Second of all, once you get them started, if you're not sure that they know exactly what you're talking about, say C as in cat, G as in Gabriel, P as in Perry, whatever. You know, give them examples, the first letter of each word that I tell you, and go slow. While I would be able to recognize what he was saying, although I wouldn't necessarily do well with those words that they chose, I would still be able to get the first letter of each word, so I don't know. 
an important switch. I recently got a position as IT logistics coordinator for a higher-end retail plaza. It's some weird overlap, but there isn't much of either side to be a full workload, so whatever. What's important here is that until recently, my office served as both mail and server rooms. should also mention that I have no degree or relevant certifications. Just have done electronic repair for a couple years. Our server rack was already a clustered mess due to lazy fixes over the years, but it didn't run into issues very often. It's old and I have no power when it comes to the money side of things. But a couple weeks ago, our head administrator decided they wanted the server moved to the other side of a wall and out of my office. I'm happy for the space and it's allowed for some much needed upgrades. Everything was fine for a couple days after the move, until one Wednesday morning when we come into our network being down. Server seemed to have rebooted itself around 7.45am and wasn't fully up and running yet. My boss and I do some digging and it looks like some automatic updates that shouldn't be happening are the cause. No problem, make sure those are off and get on with our day. Then it happens the next day and the day after. No idea. Can't figure it out. Call for some assistance from our sister company as they're the ones that actually did the move, but they're clueless as well. It's Friday. Deal with it Monday. Rock up on Monday morning and lo and behold the network is up. No reboots in sight. There is now tape over a light switch though. Yep, the power for that entire room is controlled by a single switch that security was flipping every night. The backups were holding out until just before I clocked in the following morning. There aren't enough brain cells in this building. Well, you definitely can't blame security for this one. Um, yeah. Whoever runs that building, manages the building, designed it, laid it out, whatever, definitely shouldn't have all those receptacles on a light switch, for one. The light switch should be for the lights in the room, all the outlets should be on their own disconnect somewhere, especially if you're going to have sensitive server equipment and things like that on it. I don't understand why people do that. I need you to connect me to Google Chrome. Today I have for you another story of true stupidity that I still think back to and wonder, this guy had to be messing with me. The characters of the story are as follows. Me, the hero of this anime and Palmer of Face. User, probably voted most likely to forget to breathe in high school. This story happens well into my shift, and on this day, the call volume was very light, which was to be expected with the holiday at the time coming up. While I was relaxing, the phone happens to ring. I go through my usual script, get his employee ID, and ask him what the problem is. Thing is, I don't think I was ready for the conversation that it would ensue. Now, before I go into the details of the call, I want to preface with the fact that an update came out company-wide that changed the homepage for all devices. You'll learn why that's important later. Anyway, on with the call. User. So I need you to connect me to Microsoft Internet Explorer or Google Chrome. Me being confused. I'm sorry, what? User. So I need you to connect me to Microsoft Internet Explorer or Google Chrome. Me. Alright, I'm going to need to remote into your computer. I'm not following here. I get the necessary information to remote into his computer and have him show me the issue. He then proceeds to open Google Chrome. User. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's not opening Google Chrome at all. He's talking about the web page that I mentioned got changed earlier. Me. Sir, this is Google Chrome. I'm not sure what you're talking about. User. It used to open Google Chrome, not this. Finally, I understand what the user's issue is. Me. Yes, sir. So the homepage changed after an update pushed out by IT. You're in Google Chrome now. If you want to go to a site, you would just type the site in using the bar at the top. The user takes a minute to process what I told him, but the next thing out of his mouth is what had me questioning the call. 
User. So I can type a URL into the address bar and go to any site that I need to? Me, confused again. Uh, yes? User. Alright, thanks for your help. <laughs> Got he! <laughs> he then disconnects the call, leaving me in a state of confusion. I still think it was a user who was bored and decided to mess with the help desk, but I'll never know. I hope you all enjoy the story. So, <laughs> this guy knew enough to call it a URL and where to place it in the address bar and things like that, but he didn't understand that he was already in Google Chrome? Yeah, that sounds like somebody was yanking your chain. Either that or this guy needs to be put in a home somewhere. I'm sorry, I still don't get why I need product C. Another weird encounter with a customer. A little about our product portfolio. In general, we have two main products. Let's call them product A and product B. These devices work with Bluetooth. If you want to connect them with Wi-Fi to have a bigger range, you also need our side product C. Recently, we released a new product. Let's call it A+, because it's the same product with integrated Wi-Fi. It can only operate itself and is not compatible with product B. So if you want product B with better range, you need B and C. There are a few discounted combo packs that are put together in logical ways. Let's go to my customer from today. Hello, welcome to our support. How may I help you? Hi, do you have the ABC combo with the A+. I'm sorry, the ABC combo isn't available with the A+. If you want to have all three products, the best deal would be the BC combo and the A+, separately. Do I still need product C if I had the A+. As you also want the product B, you would still need the product C. What's the advantages of the A+. With the A+, you no longer need product C if you want to have access to the device from afar. But I still need the product C if I want the product B, correct? Yes. Okay, thank you. Ten minutes later, another call. Hello, welcome to our support. How may I help you? I'm sorry for calling back, but I still don't get it. What is the advantage of product A plus against product C? Oh, it's you again. Hi, sir. The product A plus is a standalone product with an internal Wi-Fi module. So it is the same as buying an A and a C together. However, as the A plus and B are not compatible, you would still need C to connect your B with the internet. Oh, okay, thank you. Honestly, I don't know if he called again as this was the end of my shift. Okay, honestly, I got confused by that one a little bit. I think I get it. A plus would probably serve this guy well all by itself or by the BC package. Uh, if you want A plus and B, then you're going to need to also buy C, which it would help if I knew what the product was, but hey, I'm just a dumb old carpenter. What do I know? If you want another video just like this one, go ahead and click the one right here on the screen. I think you're going to enjoy this one too. See ya.